Well, um, this is the part of our time together where we're going to read from the Bible. And so if you've got a Bible with you, either in the original book version or on your phone, none, none of us have got a phone, but uh, uh, you know what a phone looks like, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, please feel free to swipe or tap to Philippians chapter 1 this morning. And, and um, just, to, just to let you know, like loads of people are joining us now who have never read the Bible before. And so uh, feel free, if you don't have a Bible in your house, you can download one. Go onto the App Store or the Google Play Store and just type the word Bible into the search box there. And it's usually the very first one that comes up is by life.church, it's an app and it's brilliant. And we just say, start with Matthew's Gospel usually because it's, uh, well, it's all about Jesus. And uh, just start from there and work forwards and you'll find out all kinds of things that Jesus does that will really encourage you. And so uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to be turning to the Bible. Let me just say as well, I honestly believe that this book is going to be like our anchor for the storm. You know, like there's a storm raging outside our homes right now. It's touching many of our homes too. And this book, we, you know, we can kind of strap ourselves to this book and it will keep us steady and steadfast and true uh, and uh, until the storm passes by. And so take hold of this book and feed on it and it's going to do you good. And, and if you, like I say, if you've never read the Bible before, then now's a great time to start. And it comes with a money back guarantee from us, knowing full well that it's basically free to download. Uh, you know, it'll do you good. So uh, where are we going to read from today? Well, uh, I just realised the other day that the Apostle Paul, he wrote four letters whilst he was in prison. They're sometimes called the prison letters. And I thought to myself, gosh, well, here we are in lockdown, pretty much like he was in lockdown. And so maybe there's something that he's got to teach us about uh, how do we do this well? How do we uh, honour God? How do we meet with God even in the midst of being trapped inside our homes? And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to work our way through some of those letters and maybe do something else for... Easter Sunday. But we're going to be looking first of all at the book of Philippians, Paul's letter to the Philippians. And so that's what you want to turn to right now. And we're just going to do the very introduction. Just to say before we read it, that uh, ancient letters were structured in a slightly different way to the way that we structure letters today. So we say, you know, dear Barry at at the beginning, And then we say, love from Chuck or yours sincerely, Chuck, at the bottom. Well, that's not how they did it. In in the ancient world, they started with who the letter was from and then they said who it was to. And then they did a kind of a little blessing or a greeting. And then they got on with the content of their letter. And so that's what we're going to see here in this uh, letter right now. So Philippians chapter one, starting at verse one, says this. Who's it from? It's from Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, that last bit is so brilliant. Why don't you just, where you are, just receive this blessing right now. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's our text for today. That's all we're doing, just those couple of verses. Last week, we had five S's. We did. Today, we've got another four S's. Oh, my goodness. Anyone who 
would think you were a paid pastor. I know. <laughs> uh, this is really quite something spectacular, in fact. <laughs> so the first S is this. Spread your hope. Spread your hope. Do you know, if we were to just zoom out a little bit before we look directly at the text and just start to think about what's actually happening in this moment. Well, the Apostle Paul is in lockdown. In fact, in verse 13, it says that he's in chains and he only really has Timothy and perhaps one or two others with him. So he's isolated. And, and you, you can imagine for him that he might say, do you know what? Let, let's just focus on what I can't do. You know, I can't go out and see my friends. I can't go and visit my family. I can't get on with my job as I would normally do it. It would be so easy to focus on what he can't do. But actually what he's doing is he's realised a truth that actually I think is unbelievably important for us as a church right now. And the truth is this, hope spreads, right? You cannot contain and you must not contain hope. He's realised that even though he's trapped inside his home, actually his hope can spread out all over the place from where he is. And, um, do you know, I honestly think that that's incredibly important for us right now. Even though you're in lockdown in your home, I'm in lockdown in my home, your hope can spread out way beyond the walls of your home. You might have seen those infographics, you know, you know the uh, little pictures of uh, how the coronavirus spreads. You know, it starts with one person and then it's like two people and then it's four people, then it's eight people. And before you know it, it's like thousands of people have received the coronavirus. And, and that is how things spread, isn't it? But, but viruses aren't the only things that spread like wildfire. Another thing that spreads like wildfire is hope. It's time, friends, that we blow our cover and that we go public with our faith and we share with our friends, our family, our work colleagues, our neighbours, the people at the golf club, we share that actually we have hope and there is a reason why we have hope. Do you know, people right now, they're scanning the horizon for hope. You know, they've got their phones, they're, they're just looking for some, something that might just help them to believe that eventually this will go. That, you know, they're watching the, uh, the TV news, they're, they're on the internet, they're constantly refreshing social media. Nearly everyone we know right now is living with a, an increased level of anxiety and they're looking for hope and you have hope. If you know and love Jesus right now, there is a hope that is like pumping in your veins, uh, that is shaping your decisions and helping you to face this thing in a different way to everyone else. And now it's time to share that hope with everyone who you know. And also let me just say, by the way, that if you're not a Christian today and you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, then let me just say we've got enough hope for you too. There is enough hope for you. I wonder where I am on my notes. It's time to go public. What if, as well as there being a, a, a pandemic of virus in this season, what, what if there was also a pandemic of the gospel? What if also there was a pandemic of hope, of life, of truth? And this is our moment. Do you know, you, uh, out of all the people on the face of the earth who've ever lived, you were chosen for this moment. God has made it possible for you to be alive and to have a faith in Jesus Christ in this moment. This is your moment. I believe that with all of my heart. Uh, in fact, uh, I, we, we believe that 
in our lifetimes, we will never have an opportunity like this. We will never have an opportunity like this where people are looking for hope and we have the hope. And so let's take every opportunity to make the most of it. And in fact, let me just make one little suggestion, right? So, so our church is, in Scottish terms, a, a reasonable-sized church. There's well over a thousand of us, men, women and children, who are, uh, you know, would consider themselves to be part of our church. And actually, last weekend, most of the people in our church watched online. And then what's happened since then is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people as uh, well, I mean, literally masses of people have watched it since. And, and most of those people are not part of our church. And so we've come to realise that this little thing that we're doing right now, which is, a, I mean, let's be honest, is a bit weird. Like we're not Phil and Holly by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, Philip and Fern. Uh, or, but we've come to realise that this is an opportunity. Like, what if you were to share what we're doing right now with all of your friends on Facebook? Maybe you've got 100 friends. Maybe you've got 200 friends on Facebook. What about if you were to post on Instagram right now a little selfie of yourself joining in with our church as we are right now and said, hey, listen, I just want all my friends to know that if you're looking for hope, uh, actually, they're talking about hope at our church right now. And you can join from the privilege of your, or the, what is the word? You can join from the comfort of your own living room. What if we were to all do that? You, you could share it with your 100 friends on Facebook. And then what if like some of them were to join in and then, uh, and then some of them were to share it with their friends and they were to share it with their friends. We could have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people joining us and hearing about the hope that we have. This is your moment, friends. Let's do it, don't you think? Let's do it. I have still no idea where I am on my notes. Doing good. Okay, Uh, so that was number one, spread your hope. Number two, see your identity. I love how the Apostle Paul writes to these Philippian believers, or or more accurately, I love what he calls them. Uh, You see that there in verse one. It says this, to all God's holy people. And it wasn't like he was writing to a group of people who were especially supernaturally, uh, you know, like super people. He was just writing to ordinary people who have put their trust in Jesus. And he's saying, hey, listen, you're holy people. I don't know about you, but this whole uh, lockdown thing is not bringing out my best side. You haven't noticed that, my love, have you? I really haven't noticed <laughs> You haven't noticed that. that. Not but, at all. But it is weird, isn't it, how when we're under a particular kind of pressure like this, um, some of our mechanisms for moderating our own actions and, and interactions with people kind of go out the window. And maybe we, we're definitely not presenting the best side of ourselves often in these moments. And I, I just feel so conscious of that, that the people who are closest to me right now are not seeing the best part of me or who I would want to represent myself as being to the world and I can imagine that some of you are in that same kind of situation where maybe you're living by yourself and you would normally have many more interactions with other people than you're having right now and so maybe for some of you you're thinking actually I'm starting to wonder whether the real me is even still here like or or maybe you're um, homeschooling your kids and you're trying really hard and, and, and you're trying to be as patient as you can but actually you're starting to realise I knew there was a reason why I didn't become a teacher like it's not straightforward if you're a teacher we love you because you're amazing at what you do and 
some of us are not called to be teachers. And so nobody's seeing our best side at the moment. We're all under pressure. We're all facing challenges that we've never faced before. And maybe we're not presenting our best side to those closest to us. But when God looks at us in his eyes, if we've put our trust in Jesus, he sees holy ones. He sees pure ones. He sees clean ones. He looks on us with eyes that are so gracious, so kind, so merciful. And the question that I wanted to ask us this morning is, what would happen? How, how would we act or react if actually we started to try to see ourselves as God sees us? Holy ones. The story we live in is the story we live out, as somebody said recently that I heard. You know, if we were to start to believe that we really were, in God's eyes, holy and blameless, pure and blameless is what it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. We're pure and blameless in God's sight. See your identity. Live in your new identity. Number three, switch your location. It doesn't matter how big your house is, pretty soon it's going to feel like the walls are coming in. Maybe it's starting to feel like that already. And what do you need in a moment like that when it feels like the walls are coming in? You need somewhere else to be. That's why, you know, some of these people have tried jumping in their camper vans and escaped to somewhere else, which wasn't a good idea, folks. Or that, you know, they've gone to their holiday home and they've been told, no, please don't come here. Um, You know, we all want somewhere else to be. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking about Narnia. Right. I, when I was a kid, I loved the Chronicles of Narnia, this, this magical wardrobe that you could step into and suddenly you could find yourself in a whole different place where you were breathing different air and you were living a, a kind of a, a different kind of existence for a while and then you could step back from, the, uh, from that place, go back through the wardrobe and back to where you were before. And, and you know, I've checked our wardrobes. There's no Narnia there. You know, to be honest, if, if you have ever read the Chronicles of Narnia or watched it on TV or whatever, then I challenge you to say that you haven't che- checked your wardrobe too. We've all done it. We've all done it. But actually, I think this is what the Apostle Paul, I think this is his insight for us. And it's just so beautiful. He is in lockdown. He's in isolation in his own home, unable to move out. And yet, what does he say? In verse 1, here's what the original language says. It says this, To all God's holy people in Christ Jesus in Philippi. In other words, what he's saying is, actually, we've got two homes. We can be in two places at the same time. We, We can be a citizen of Rome and a citizen of heaven. We can be in the world, but not of the world. We can be uh, uh, like in, in lockdown in Aberdeenshire and also seated with Christ in heavenly places. And so we have this amazing opportunity as believers that we can sit with God. We can perhaps open the scriptures together. We can meditate on God's word. We can pray. And as we do, we can escape from the four walls of this place and we can spend some time breathing a different kind of air with God. Switch your location. Every day, just take a moment to just remove yourself from these four walls and go and be in a different place with God.
switch your location. Last one, secure your peace. Don't you just love this blessing that he, uh, he speaks over them, he writes over them in verse two. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Such a beautiful thing. And in fact, that, that word peace, peace to you, which is God's desire for all of us, uh, is really rooted in the Jewish concept of shalom, which is the Hebrew word for peace. And uh, that concept of shalom isn't just like, oh, thank goodness there's no noise anymore. Or, you know, like uh, we're all just going to stop doing what we're doing for a moment. No, no, it's, it's way more than that. The Hebrew concept of shalom is much more like everything as it should be, everything in its right place. And that is what God's desire is for each one of us. God's heart for us today is that we would be in the right place with one another. His desire for us is that we would be in the right place with God. His heart for us is that we would be absolutely living the lives that we were created to live. Perfectly at one with him and perfectly at peace. But as with everything we've talked about today, you know, like there is so much on offer for us. Like we're being offered, even just in this passage, we're being offered hope. We're being offered a sense of holiness. We're being offered a new identity. We're being offered the ability to kind of escape and to be with God. But all of it is a gift that has to be received and unwrapped, you know, just like a Christmas present. Like, it's all very well having it there, but it doesn't mean anything until you unwrap the Christmas present and you take it home. You take it home. In a moment, I'm going to provide an opportunity for everyone who's joining us today who doesn't currently know Jesus, or you're not sure if you do, but you want to receive all of the gifts that are being offered to you and you want to unwrap them, I'm going to offer an opportunity for you to become a Christian. And uh, all we're going to do is I'm going to say a prayer, a line at a time, and you just have to pray along with me in your own heart and Jesus will hear every word. But before we do that, let's all of us pray. And Lord Jesus, we need peace. We need the shalom of God. We need the peace that passes all understanding. We need everything to be in its right place, everything to be as it should be. We want to be able to say, it is well with my soul. And so we pray for all of the people who are joining us today that you would pour out your peace. Please, God, pour out your peace.